Hello and welcome to Leviathan News. Today is November 3rd and let's talk about safety and security when it comes to crypto. I have a couple of hardware wallets. I use a, uh, a grid plus here and for me to set up one of these things and set up a card, I got to come up with 24 words. My machine gives it to me, put a passphrase on it, and then I got to go figure out where to put those words. And sometimes I've had a few shocks where I can't find where I placed it. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> am I really screwed now? And uh, I, I've, I've really gotten a little worried about this. I don't think there's a, a perfect solution that we've found for storing 24 words yet because you know some people sell those metal discs that you can put the, the letters into so they're fire resistant. Uh, you know, you could split it up into a variety of different uh, like safety uh, deposit boxes or you know just give copies of the words to other people that you know but not give them all right and so I, the solutions for custodying is is always going to be difficult but we may have a better solution and that is why we have louie here from rider today uh, to talk about the upcoming release of their novel hardware wallet called Rider One. So welcome, Louis. Thank you for having me, Sam. Yeah. Um, so I, I reached out to you uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, you actually showed me the, the wallet. It looks pretty cool, and we'll get to it. But you guys actually just came off of uh, Breakpoint uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, I believe it was like Wednesday and Thursday. And uh, how did that go? How was, how was the atmosphere at the Solana conference? Yeah, Breakpoint was great, actually. Um, it's the first time that I went to Breakpoint and I was working for other protocols before. So my history is I was on Stacks for four years and then for me to go and see a different protocol, different community, and you can just see how different is it. I think in terms of what you call this, how big Solana is, mm -hmm. Breakpoint actually shows it. Yeah. And... Uh, when did you make that switch? How long you were, you were at Stacks for three years? Four years, actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but I was very vocal at Stacks. I was a multi chain guy since the beginning and yeah. even up until now. And I told the guys, even my work towards the end at Stacks was actually bringing it multi chain. I think crypto isn't a zero sum game and it shouldn't be. And even from the talk of our CTO, we always mentioned that we shouldn't bring build islands but instead you should build bridges right yeah yeah that's a great uh that's a great metaphor or like phrase i like the um the idea of building a bridge through the hardware wa wallet right because like this is one of like the key points that everybody has issues with for self-custody and uh, you know we're big on self-custody here uh, but it's difficult and not everybody should do it. It's very, you know, yes. you lose you lose your hardware wallet and your 24 words, you're done. Like, that's it. Mm -hmm. There's no way to come yeah. back for that. Yeah, you're right. I, I think that all the hardware wallets now, I think they did great in terms of onboarding the technological niche audience. But for us, it was always, okay, I went to crypto in 2016. I joined Stacks in 2018 after working on the protocol level for four years. Why is it still so difficult for my friends, my family to go into Web3? That was like the biggest question that we have, right? Why do I have eight hardware wallets? If me having eight hardware wallets is already a struggle, 
I can't imagine how my friends will actually go on it, let alone my family as well. Yeah. So maybe you can talk about the announcement that you guys made at uh, at Breakpoint. And I've got the the website here for Rider One. Mm -hmm. It looks like a very like modern and cool yeah. device. I mean, comparatively yeah. to some of the other uh, hardware wallets out there. Like mine is the size of a like a brick, right? And yeah. then a ledger is like pretty small, but uh, here we've got like. I actually have it. Yeah, I actually have it in my pocket. <laughs> you do? Can yeah, you of course. Yeah. Here, let me let me put the uh, share screen down. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, well, that's cool. And then um, you can see like the the back as well. Oh, so nice. Yeah. Oh, so you the uh, so can you talk about the device itself? Yeah, so we announced on Breakpoint that we're actually opening the pre-orders two days ago. So as you can see now, we're like 70% fulfilled on Kickstarter. And the device is the first hardware wallet that combines security, simple setup, and easy recovery. Hmm. Yeah, so this is... Uh, you probably hear this. I'm just going to let this play while we, uh, while we go. But um, yeah, so the, the device is actually like a nice size. You can fit into your wallet or... Mm -hmm. It's, it's it's just like something that you can actually bring with you, right? So for this, we did a lot of iterations over 50 on like the form factor. What is like the nice thing, nice size where you can feel like, okay, it's nice to hold, it's nice to swipe, you know? So the ergonomic study, we did a lot. So it's human centered because by the end of the day, we want to change the narrative with Harbor wallets because mm. Harbor wallets for so long, you encourage huddling, right? But then Web3 is all about creating microeconomies and we in which we can actually flourish. And then economy means you need assets that have utilities. So for us, the vision was always, okay, how can we actually bring all these on-chain assets in the real world? And it was always the combination of hardware and software, soft custody. And then by design, Rider is actually made by NFC, so near field communication, same technology as Apple Pay. And when you combine that with on-chain asset, you're able to unlock a lot of use cases, such as you can use it to pay, you can use it to go through events, or we can even do in real life asset swap in we're on breakpoint at the same time. Very cool. Wow, that's that's cool. Wait, so I, I saw that last thing there. It's got uh, wireless charging as well. Too. Yeah, so, yeah, so you have a wireless charger. So if you buy a rider now, you get a recovery tech. Okay, I have it in my pocket as well. Because <laughs> I'm just always prepared if people ask. So you, it comes with a recovery tag and the wireless charger is in my bag. If you give me, can I step away? And then yeah, I'll sure, sure. the charger. Yeah. Gary, what do you think about, like, what's your hardware wallet situation like? Uh, I've never had a lot of success with hardware wallets, I have to admit. So uh, yeah. I'm probably a bad example. All right, hold on, let me let me get rid of this shared screen so you can see. Okay, so that's the charger. That's nice. That fits on yeah. your desk, right? That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So you have it because then by design, it's mm -hmm. portless. So there's no Bluetooth, there's no Wi-Fi, and it only does have NFC. So that means the attack vectors are very small. Because if we're going to be honest, in terms of security, you want simplicity, right? Mm -hmm. So when you have simplicity, you can have the utmost security, just like Bitcoin. That's pretty cool. So can do you have the recovery tag as well too? Yes, the recovery tag is here. So the onboarding process is very simple. You simply tap the recovery tag with your with the router one and the mobile app, and then you're able to create a wallet and have backup in 60 seconds. Oh, that's really cool. Wait, so does the 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 rider so you can make multiple recovery tags then, right? Yeah, yeah. Because 
Okay, so I'm a I'm a normal consumer, right? So I went to crypto. It's not like I'm super maxi when it comes to security and privacy, like most others. But then <laughs> all of the engineers on our team are like heavy open source. You know, they love Bitcoin. They've been there since 2013. And for us, it was always the question, okay, security is different for everyone, right? So how can you cater to like a big audience while bringing Web3 to everyone? So if you're like a security guy, you can you only trust yourself and your devices. So you can actually buy as many recovery tags and create as many backups as you want. That's cool. Yeah. So per that video that you showed, it, to recover, you have to have two friends. But what if you're someone like me who falls way short of that mark? Like, <laughs> yeah, you actually... so, yeah, you just, so that social circle is optional. So it's more like for people like me, I give my backup to my mom. For example, so I live in Amsterdam. I'm from the Philippines. My mom lives in LA. I split my seed phrases in three geographic locations, right? So if they're going to attack me, they're going to attack me now. Okay. So my, one of my seed phrases is in my mom, but now I left it there, but now I could just give her a backup to the mobile app. So it's more geared towards users like me, like the customer persona. But then if you're a security guy, for example, um, sad enough, you don't have a lot of friends. You can buy as many recovery tags as you want, and then you only trust the devices that you have. Very cool. So, <clears throat> like, what's the process of setting up the wallet? Like, if when I get my Rider One and I unbox it, like, what's what happens then? So you just need to install the Rider mobile application, and then you simply tap your Rider One with the recovery tag and the mobile app. Um, I think it's also in the video. Wait. So, how long does it take to set up? Less than 60 seconds if it's less than even. It's very quick. So it's just like NFC, right? So you just like tap, tap, and then you're able to create a wallet. That's pretty cool. It Thanks, looks like it's, yeah, go ahead, Garrett. Oh, it looks like it's possible to do this without seed phrases. But for those of us who are old-fashioned and like seed phrases, you can still export your seed phrase? Yeah, so you can. Uh, there's going to be an option to actually import your seed phrase because then we need to support the legacy standard. And it's adopted by a lot of people. So for us, you, there's an option to actually import seed phrase on it. Wait, to, to import or export? Both. Oh, okay, great. That's cool. Um, I think the the people that, like, if I had one of these, I'd just create a new wallet. Uh, yeah. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't even want to know what was in the device, right? Mm -hmm. um, so like, for the seed phrase generation, like, how can you prove that the uh, random number generation that's used as, as the hash for creating the seed is actually random and it's not um, uh, like coming from any other place that that it, that it is truly uh, like secure in the device. Yeah, so we actually, are you guys familiar with Shamir? Yeah, so we use um, our own weighted implementation of Shamir to actually securely split the private keys to multiple oh, no, pieces. No, not not the splitting. I was talking about the when when the seed phrases are being created inside the device, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, what what guarantees that the the, the seed phrases are not uh, are actually like random, uh, and that that the hash that that's like used uh, to create those seed phrases uh, inside the wallet uh, is cannot be extracted or uh, taken by anybody else yeah or this, reverse engineered yeah reverse engineered yeah. yeah so there's a big connotation right so 
you have your private keys is generated on the secure element, right? Let's put it there. And then usually the standard is you generate a mnemonic seed phrase for it. But with Writer, we can skip that using what we call tap safe recovery. Does that make sense? So what, instead what does, of what does the tap safe recovery do? So instead of creating seed phrase, we just split the private keys on multiple, like the recovery tag and the mobile application. Oh, right. Okay. So yeah. the recovery tag gets, gets a piece and then yes. the app yeah. gets one. Yeah. And then yeah. The has yeah. One. And then you need to be in the same place to reconstruct it again. So that's how it works. Ah, uh, okay. That's interesting. That's a, yeah. that's an interesting way to do it. Here's the, um, here's a video on your guys' site of someone actually doing the recovery. Is that in real time right there? Yeah. 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 So now you're like actually recovering your assets towards like a rider one. Yeah. That's like, that's like 10 seconds right there. <laughs> yeah. But like for us, it was always, you know, how can you bring that frictionless experience that you have with Apple pay to web three? So for me, I use Apple pay quite a lot, right? Cause I think it was, it's just super simple. I tap it and then I go everywhere else from like my going on a plane to just like paying. I think if you say bring the same experience in web three, it will get a lot adopted a lot, especially like the network effects of having people as backup on the mobile application because it's user cost-free acquisition, right? Like for example, I can onboard five people at once with just the mobile app. Mm -hmm. And then on the, um, like the software itself, like I saw some pictures of the device that I can show NFTs. Mm -hmm. um, like you also get like transaction information as well too. Because um, like one of the, like if I do an Ethereum transaction, like what's it, what's it going to show me? Yeah. So the, wait, I wish I could turn this on. Wait, let me charge it. So then you can see like what a transaction looks like. It's the same thing, right? So you can see the transaction ID, the way you send a transaction from before. You can also see the same at Rider, same mm -hmm. thing. Oh, wait. So when I, when I make a transaction, right? So I, I, I make a transaction on the phone. Right, mm -hmm. and, then, and uh, the phone wallet is it using like Wallet Connect or some sort of? Uh, so we have our own mobile app, but then in the future we're already planning a lot of integrations. So for example, we hope to integrate MetaMask, for example, right? Like, just like your typical hardware wallet, it needs mm -hmm. to work with like various multiple wallets that's out there. Yeah, yeah. Software so, ones. Okay, so the the wallet software uh, has its own wallet, or it's connected to another wallet. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm guessing that the, the transaction is generated. So d does it like read a QR code uh, on a, on you a just stop it. Oh, I'm saying like, so, so the, the trans, if the transaction is generated on the mobile phone, then it, it just creates the transaction inside the wallet. And then you just tap the, yeah the, like that, that little box that yeah. you have onto yeah. the phone and yeah. then that triggers the transaction. Yeah, because your writer only talks to your paired phone, right? Mm -hmm. So by the end of the day, your writer does all the signing. Your private keys stays offline. We don't have any full control of it, only you. So you use it to sign everything. And then you initiate the transaction on like the mobile application. Okay. And then let's say let's say I'm using my like desktop PC like I'm using right mm -hmm. now. Um, uh, if I'm using a can I generate a QR code that I scan with the phone to create the transaction? So we, so at first, at the first we, we roll out Rider, we're only supporting mobile, mobile first. 
I mean, and then in, yeah. yeah, in the future, for example, we have the wireless charger. We're gonna have a future wireless charger that actually supports data transfer. That's cool. So when you generate transaction, you just need to place your rider on the wireless charger. So that's down the line. Very I'm cool. giving too much alpha. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. My head of marketing will get me. <laughs> Uh, well, that's really cool. I mean, I I like the flow, right? Like you just you're because. Wait, let me charge it. I'll show you. Okay, it's let's, fine. Let's we'll, come back, yeah. we'll come back. We'll come back in a few. We'll come back to it. Yeah. Um, I I really like I really like the mobile focus first because mm -hmm. when we look at like usage of of people's devices, it starts first at the mobile level. I mean, I think probably like sixty to seventy percent of all mobile uh, or like. PC usage or computer yeah. usage is on mobile. Mm -hmm. So if you're if you're going to have a successful like massively adopted crypto wallet, it it has to be mobile friendly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, and so the this device, like you know, you can carry the wallet around in your pocket. Um, you can easily use it with your phone. Uh, it's got NFC built into it. Uh, it's pretty cool, you know. Like, if is there, can you put a passphrase on the on the wallet as well too? Yeah. So there's gonna be an option to actually import your your passphrase that I, as I mentioned before, and then yeah. So we already discussed it because then seed phrases are like legacy, right? So you would want to make sure that you can actually support those things. So oh no, but what I'm saying is like when I go to unlock the device, the hardware wallet, is there like a code or or what's, what's yeah, yeah? There's like a two FA. 2FA to like another layer of protection. Oh, so it's like 2FA that's connected to my, like, so I, I can have like Authy on my phone and then it, it takes 2FA from there or where's the 2FA generated? It's just like our own 2FA on like the device. That's cool. That's very smart. Yeah. So, um, Cause you just don't want people to just like tap it, tap it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like if you have enough, if you have enough security on your phone which i think people do apple's gone a long way to make sure that nobody yeah. can really like break into your phone um and especially if you use like if you use a password instead of a six digit uh, number it's mm -hmm. much more secure <laughs> i agree yeah. i agree and then by the end of the day the pieces the wallet pieces that you have on the recovery tag and the phone no it doesn't do anything right mm -hmm. oh like if you just have the the wallet it won't yeah, it doesn't work with anything else, right? Because no, because it's only like a part of your private key. Like them alone can't do anything. Hmm. Interesting. So, like, what is the type of like user that you guys are expecting to to buy this and use this? Yeah. So our for a bit, Sam. Yeah. To, sure. 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 Yeah. Go ahead, Deepa. Just it. to actually hop on your question because it's about something that I was also thinking about. It definitely seems, Louise, that, that uh, like your main focus with Rider is uh, user experience. It's, yeah. Uh, it feels like uh, you're trying to bring like uh, a new message out there that there's a different way to handle uh, wallets. So mm -hmm. I, I kind of want to add that to to Sam's question. Uh, when like uh, okay so uh, how do you actually do it because i think that's one of the biggest uh, blocks these days uh, that that's actually preventing uh, user newcomers to uh, to join crypto and uh, join the industry so how yeah. are you actually uh, dealing with it and how do you how do you actually think that you can onboard these uh, these new participants who mm -hmm. actually are not familiar with the old standards of wallets yeah. and uh, will not accept them ever yeah I agree, I agree. 
Okay, let's go back on the drawing board, right? I think I've been in crypto for so so long, and then one thing that I've noticed is crypto guys build products from themselves, right? We build features after features, and we're guilty of it. If you look at the top protocols out there, top applications, all the decentralized ones, maybe like a few, like Uniswap and the others, that none of them have product market fit. You know, if we're gonna be honest, you look at them. I look at a big protocol at most bull run we had like 2000 users and we're like a billion dollar protocol and for me that doesn't make sense right and if you look at other projects as well it's more like the speculative part of it that drives user like the airdrop and that's evident that's fine so for us what we did differently is okay let's go back to the drawing board do it web2 style let's understand what the problem is and then from then on you can actually tailor a perfect solution and that's what we did we did a mom test we took like 54 people and we interview them okay well how can we make your experience better and then from then on we designed the solution what we call tap safe recovery with writer and that's how we came up with it so now we're super confident after so it took two years of development eight, eight months iteration on the product design as well that this is the device that they would want to have that they would want to you know go into crypto because it has only three things like it's super simple super strong and super secure that's pretty much it so i think we've talked uh d5 veggie do you have anything else i wanted to ask about the um the app um because you know we talked about the hardware device but i think the app could have could be pretty special right like if you're if you're focusing on usability and keeping everybody within your ecosystem uh, it opens up a lot of opportunity to to build like a profitable business right you look at MetaMask and how they've got these like 1% swaps on every side. Uh, if you could build that into, if you can make people not want to leave your app and keep them there, uh, then that's a good way to to monetize the the users that are they're using the hardware wallet. So like people could go out and do their own stuff if they wanted to, but some people just want to stay in, especially after, and especially with the segment of of customers that you're going after, uh, it might be a, a very good business. Uh, uh, opportunity yeah yeah i think for us I, okay let's change the topic founder to founder i think as a founder in web3 what we're trying to strive is okay how can we actually make a viable business without relying on tokens right because by the mm -hmm. end of the day most of the people relies on tokens and how do you build the kind of economy within within a protocol then for us okay so you have the hardware component which is great and then of course the software component could also be another one so you arrive with it so that's why we partnered with alchemy pay if you go on the website so once we release writer by april if you pre-order now we're actually doing an on-wrap on with alchemy pay to um 100 plus countries if i'm not mistaken yeah. and that's mostly targeted in i'm from the philippines so for example they partner with gcash so gcash you can buy crypto with a tax you know mm -hmm. and i think there's like a big market especially in asia also south america that's like untouched and that's what we want to do right so in the future you can also expect um different versions of right that we're releasing like a more uh, entry version and a more premium one down the line yeah right yeah, I mean, you look at Ledger, right? I mean, they, they've they've gotten pretty good market integrate, like yeah. and integration of their of their hardware wallet at scale, and now they've been expanding to other product lines. I'm sure they have a swap feature in their wallet. Uh, they they just came out with the recovery uh, service that they have, which yeah. is now a subscription feature. Uh, so I, th I think there is a lot of 
places to grow. Yeah. Uh, and especially if you can start building the app, I mean, if it can be app focused, then that's that that expands the the business line quite a lot. I agree. And for us, we always say that Rider is the first step towards our mission of bringing on-chain asset in the digital world, right? I mean, the physical world, because by the end of the day, if you combine hardware and software, I think there's a lot of room for you for you as like for experimentation as a company. Have you showed, uh, Sam, you're muted. Go ahead, Gary. Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was, you got it. I was just saying you're muted. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to ask about like what I can use this device for. So I, I obviously Bitcoin is probably there. And you said that we talked about Ethereum transactions, but what else? Like you guys were at the Solana Breakpoint co uh, conference. Yeah. Yeah. So we support, so we're going to support the biggest L1s uh, for, for Rider. So the roadmap for that one will be, announced quite soon, but then we announced support for Polygon as well, um, Solana, of course, Bitcoin. So those are like the few ones that are in our roadmap for integration. And then from then on, it's all about chain sequencing, right? So you need to see, okay, which chain has like a really good traction in terms of community, and that's what you integrate next. I want to ask you again of something about uh, that's not the app itself, actually, but more about uh, in general. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think one of your biggest uh, challenges, at least with the existing uh, community, will be, you know, it's very hard, uh, I think, for experienced uh, users to trust uh, something new. You know, yeah. it's much easier uh, to, to trust Ledger or any uh, other of the, uh, you know, uh, famous and uh, known players within uh, the scene that we've been mm -hmm. known for a while. How, how do you guys uh, expect to uh, to really enter the market? And yeah. uh, like, I would disagree with that DeFi advisor. I would say well, that, like, yeah, yeah, so like, I would say that like usability is, is way more important than people think, right? <laughs> uh, I, I originally started with the ledger and it has obvious limitations because it's the size of a USB thumb drive and it's not, it's got a really small screen and it's, it's not the most, it's not the best user experience. And so when the grid plus wallet came along and it's got a giant screen on there, which you can see the, the full Ethereum transaction on there. I mean, that was that, that provided a new user experience that I thought was valuable enough to, to make the switch. And, you know, with Rider one here, it, it looks like they've, they've built, and improve the user experience in a significant way that I, I think it when, when you compare it to like Ledger and Trezor and stuff, it's just it's just in a different conversation about what you would want and about usability that that I don't think those devices can uh, can match. I actually I I kind of agree, but I think that still uh, you know you have to earn the trust uh, issue. You have to gain some kind of recognition uh, of the fact that uh, you know that uh, the people start uh, really trusting uh, whatever's behind the project. Because I, I agree with you, like uh, this obviously brings to the table a lot of benefits that uh, the old uh, wallets uh, are not even I, I don't know not, not even dreaming about. Like this is a this can be a paradigm uh, shift. What like I'm interested in is uh, 
how do you guys see the like do you really see your potential in changing the market sentiment the current market sentiment about mm-hmm. wallets and like yeah. uh, transforming them to you to use rider one or are you yeah. more thinking about the like the newcomers of like two five ten years from now that will require the and that will actually demand uh, different standards of uh, usability like just like sam said yeah because okay. like, the others if they want to uh, become more usable with time and uh, more uh, ux oriented they will not survive uh, forever right definitely yeah okay there's a lot of questions there let me and refers the battle between credibility and usability i think you both are right you know i think those two things are very important for us usability is definitely at our utmost priority but the advisor is also right i think trust is not something you earn overnight right trust is something that we have to earn for a long time and that's why we build out in the open you can see who the team are for example marvin our cto he's number seven in open c he did a lot of contributions in the web3 space same with like freezer and quentin all the hardware guys as well brought millions of hardware devices to the market so for us we assembled the best thing to actually give you the best solution out there and then that's why you see now us more being vocal about the product we announced polygon they supported it we also announced solana because that's one way to build credibility and in the future there's going to be an audit that's going to be released for um tap safe recovery done by coin fabric and then lastly for you the advisor um there's going to be an open source pledge as well because by the end of the day like i mentioned in the beginning our team doesn't want to build islands right so for us even if from writer the company doesn't exist you can still use your writer it's open source fully and yeah take care of your assets by yourself that's like for the security maxi <laughs> Sorry, I forgot your other question because you were had a follow-up. I tried to answer the first one between you and Sam, and then there's another one that you were talking about the main consumers, I think. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think the, the open source part of it is really important. Like you look at like what uh, Trezor has done and one of the reasons they've been able to get such uh, high praise across the industry is that all of their components are open source. The software is open source. Uh, and so everything is, is fully viewable all the time. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I believe Ledger wasn't open source on some of their products uh, right up until the summer when they had blowback for their uh, their kind of recovery product that they were going to release. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I think like open source is the way to go. Right. And it's, it's, yeah, it's how you, yeah, yeah. And if if you look at the team, if you look at Freecher, he's like one of the biggest contributors for open source. If you look at Owen, he even contributes to the Rust compiler as well. So for us, if you look at the engineers, okay, they're like heavy on open source. You know, uh, yeah, it's 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 one of our pledge. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so let's take a look at let's do a little product comparison, right? Uh, just to yeah. run through. <clears throat> all the different options. So yeah. uh, if we look at Trezor right now, they've got three different options. They've got their Model T at 219, uh, mm-hmm. which has, it's it's still in that Trezor shape, but it does have a touch screen. Um, Beautiful. Very, I, I think it's okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we have Ledger, right? Ledger has yeah. three, three products. Uh, yeah. We have the two USB style devices with the Nanos. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they've just come out with their Stax product, yeah. uh, which is a e-ink touch screen. Uh, and apparently they're stackable as well too. And that was one of the things for, I remember from their 
uh, product demos. And then uh, lastly, we have the the Grid Plus, which is just like a giant brick only for home use. Um, but it does I have this. Seen the... You haven't seen this one? No. Oh, yeah, we yeah. did a lot of hardware study. <clears throat> yeah, so this is the one that I have. Uh, at home it's cool because you, it shows you like all the transaction data like this okay um, and if if you're if you have a home device and you're primarily using it like non-mobile this one's great but the only thing about this one is this one's 397 right if we look back at the the ledger the ledger stacks is 279 yeah uh, the trezor model t is 219 mm -hmm. uh, and then you guys have just announced the uh, opening of the Kickstarter, and we can see here that uh, you can get an early bird pack for two forty-five. Uh, so it fits right in there, right in between the Ledger and the Trezor yeah. uh, for a device which I believe ha like has a, a better usability into yeah. it. it. Has a color touchscreen, uh, and <clears throat> comes with these recovery tags in the wireless charger, which mm -hmm. uh, the Trezor and the Ledger don't. Yeah. I would just love to clarify. So Kickstarter, they display your local currency in Singaporean dollars. So this is all Singaporean dollars. Oh, it is. Call, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we try to fix it. So, <laughs> and they said you need to do it at, um, manually. So sorry for that, guys. But Rider retails at $249. And <laughs> the Super Early Bird discount was done. Oh, so we had, we had $90 off for the past two days. And now it's just Early Bird. So if so it, you... So it's this, right? So it's it's actually $183. Or is that right? Yeah. Two, yeah, 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 yeah. So for the Early Bird, Super Early Bird. And now you have Early Bird. So there's $70, $70 discount on it just today for the oh. next days That's till great. the end of the kickstarter campaign so it's yeah even, it's even cheaper than it's 187 dollars and 25 cents mm -hmm. so it's it's even less than any of these those other top end products so it's a hundred dollars less than the letter stacks right now uh it's like 200 dollars less than the grid plus device uh, and then it is almost 50 dollars less than the the trezor model t so uh this period up until december for the next what two months yeah, uh, a really nice opportunity to be able to uh, purchase the Rider One uh, hardware wallet yeah. uh, at a discount. And so uh, we do want to say that it is a Kickstarter campaign. And Kickstarter says here that it's not going to be delivered until April 2024, yeah. uh, which is about six months from now. Um, and so, yeah. So can you talk about like the next like that that timeline of of going from now with the Kickstarter campaign launching to getting people's devices into the mail and in their hands. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. So let's go first with like the product comparison because you went over it. I think all the hardware wallets out there does an amazing job. I think Ledger did an amazing job in bringing six million users to do soft custody. Second, I think the comms of Trezor, like when they released the new one, is pretty great as well. So shout out to those guys. Because it takes balls to do hardware. Let's be honest here. Yeah. You know, not all yeah. guys. So I think everybody deserves like a tap in the back. I usually tell people it's easier to shut down, just like criticize things, right? But then once you do it, and then you just have utmost respect to to everybody because it's hard. Let's be honest here. You know, yeah. and I think those well, guys especially deserve, for especially yeah, for hardware. Yeah, like, like you're saying, like hardware, you got to raise 
you got to get the cash first before yeah. you can build anything. It's not software, yeah. right? I agree. I agree. <laughs> and and at Rider, we raised 1.2 million. And I always tell the guys, we did great, right? So you were able to bring out a device. We're able to do a campaign. And we're super transparent at all the things that we do. We did Stellar as a company if you compare it to other Web3 companies. Because other Web3 companies raise millions of dollars. And I don't know where they are today. <laughs> So yeah, I'm just like being honest out there. Okay, let's move on to the April shipping timeline. So Rider by Design is actually ready for manufacturing. So we're going to use this Kickstarter campaign to fill up the pre-orders. So then we have a few months, like we do the injection molding and just have like the perfect device ready to be shipped to you by April. And it takes like quite a, a few months. And we try to considerate the timeline of Chinese New Year, because then for example, we're manufacturing in Shenzhen and Chinese New Year in February. They have like a month holiday. So we already take it to consideration. So we have, yeah, almost till April. And then in terms of by design, our supply chain is there is. So we can easily source out components for Rider within eight weeks. We have a great SE chip partner. It's a German made chip, SE Infineon. Um, that we can easily source out as well within 12 weeks. So for us, we're super confident that we can actually ship the product by April. That's very cool. Yeah. Because, I okay, let's go on the integrity. I think everybody should just learn this in terms of a hardware company, right? I think hardware companies are very difficult, especially if you look at from like a VC standpoint, because like, okay, they're a hardware company. Nobody does hardware. It's very risky because it's capital intensive, you have like the sales cycle, purchasing order, and there's a lot of moving components to it. So if you look at Rider, okay, how do they actually de-risk the business? By onboarding people that did hardware before. So you combine Web3 people that did Web3 for years, and you're gonna combine it with Web2 hardware experts that work for like Sony, Philips, you know, and just like the big guys like DJI, Oppo, because they brought hundreds of millions of products to the market. So they understand the supply chain process, sourcing of components, how to optimize the bomb to actually have the kind of revenue. And that's what we did for the past two years, which is very hard. You know, it, it's not like one thing, like if for a simple component, for example, you need to talk to 30 vendors in order to find the best price, you know? And, and usually what hardware startups do that you see now, they build their components in-house. Mm. So the team just build the hardware themselves. And when you go through manufacturing, you're going to enter what they call the death valley. And the death valley is you're going to realize the design that you make in-house couldn't be actually done in manufacturing. Because there's a lot of things that you need to tweak for like the CID files, for example. So what we did at Rider since the beginning, we worked with an external party and we developed the product with them to make sure that we're ready for manufacturing. So as a company, we were able to raise a lot of things. And when we did our campaign in Kickstarter, we're ready for manufacturing, basically. Very cool. Very cool. So I, I think we're going to have to pick one up. Uh, do you think, is your uh, wallet charged now that you can show a transaction? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, cool. I think it's Mira. How, how, how many have you made uh, so far? Like, because uh, obviously uh, you had to make some uh, before. Like, uh, the, yeah. Like, like this, this can be quite a big uh, collection, you know, of like the, the. I have a lot of prototypes. If you uh, let me pick it up, I'm going to show it to you guys because I like it, you know? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me pick it up. <laughs> what do you guys think? Of it. 
I think he's extremely. Uh, yeah, so extremely we have. Let me see. And that's that's a quote. So point. this so this is one, but then it, this has a different material, so it's like all PC, as you can see. Uh, oh, nice. And this then there's. Blink, honestly, yeah, that's 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 yeah, and this is like a the one that we're releasing. Cool. this april and then i have the super premium one here which is an all steel oh, that's cool version oh, wow. and then you can actually feel when you feel it it's you know it's okay it feels very premium <laughs> and then of course down the line i think we need to work together in order to figure out okay what are like the accessories that we want from it right because then people would so, want to integrate it in their daily lives and that's something that actually we can do together and I think it's nice as a hardware company if you involve the people within the community. They're like, okay, we want this. And then we just oh. produce it, right? I think that's one thing that we want to do different in the space, especially when you do like relationship with the people who's actually trusting the company. Yeah. Also, here's you know, another uh, feature you can show your NFT. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's actually cool. And also because, yeah. you know, the... The company, I don't know if it's going to be actually you guys, I hope for you, but uh, like the company that's actually going to be able to integrate uh, the, the hardware that we're using as a kind of accessory, a luxury, like something that you want to own, you know, yeah. like you want to own a specific uh, watch or you want to own a specific car or you want to own uh, whatever. The company that's going to actually uh, serve, uh, that's going to actually do this, uh, like, uh, fashion or lifestyle uh, angle uh, in, in a good enough way is also, uh, in my opinion, going to enjoy uh, a lot of success. By the way, I also wanted to ask you, why, why did you actually choose the Kickstarter uh, route? Like, why didn't you just uh, go for a bigger, uh, you know, uh, raise and just, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, manufactures a lot of uh, yeah. supply in advance and start selling yeah. them? What yeah. made you choose the, that way? That's a very good question. I love the question. And it goes back to the initial question that you have, which was credibility, right? And I think one way to build credibility, aside from working with like top tier protocols and getting security audit, is actually being the product that people love, right? So for us, if you see, okay, like for the past two days, like more than 100 people backfire, so we're gaining traction, that's definitely there. And then after the Kickstarter campaign, we can say, oh, we're like the hardware wallet that people love. That's also one way to build credibility. Cool. And also the guys at Kickstarter are great and we wanna to touch a separate audience, which is technologically niche, right? Like they get crypto, they know it, but they didn't jump on it because they had this connotation. It's the wild casino West. Mm -hmm. You know, it, there's a lot of like grifters, <laughs> like my friends in 2016, they wanted to go into crypto same time as I am. Seven years later, they're still on the same spot and they still think crypto or like Web3 is very scammy. And for me and for the rest of our team, we always want to change that narrative. I think it's time, you know, yeah. it's time, guys. Like we've been here so long. And if you met a person, if you tell them you work in crypto, there's two things that they say. They're like, is it okay? It's very dumb, right? Uh, isn't it a scam? <laughs> Those are the opening lines. Trust me. I think if we all work together, we can change that connotation because now it's just yeah. very bad. It looks very bad from the optics. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, they will look at us uh, differently, hopefully, in a few years. They will, oh, you work at crypto, right? Oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah. like, and you can always say, so we, we were right. We were there since the beginning. But now, I, I don't know. I, I am, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like the, the fact that there's a lot of builders that's just like being sh overshadowed by like the negative connotation. I don't think we deserve it, you know, even like the, the recent case with like, FTX, you know, the entire credibility of the space was just wiped out in 36 hours. I think that's so sad yeah. because there's a lot of builders that work hard on the protocol level just to prove that it's the future. Yeah, 100% agree there. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more than that. The, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talk, to the, we talk to builders every single day, right? And yeah. So you guys know it, right? I mean, so I think you you've also like explained it uh, very well. And uh, by the way, I also think think that uh, you have a very good point there on the Kickstarter uh, issue, because yeah. uh, that's a very uh, like uh, technology savvy audience, which I'm pretty sure uh, kind of disrespects crypto by the fact that we still don't have these uh, fancy hardware uh, stuff like yeah. they're accustomed to. So uh, again, it I think it. Uh, if you create a good enough product and get the attention there, it will be a very good uh, complementary addition uh, to the crypto space. And uh, man, you really made us a uh, route for you. That's for sure. Yeah, that's why I'm here today, guys. I think it's always <laughs> nice to do like the grassroots approach because then once you guys are like bought in, it just spreads it, right? And that's, I was a community builder. I talked to builders for years. And it always changes the perception of things if you're able to explain things from like zero to one. Cool. Well, um, we are getting closer to the top of the hour, and I, I really love the product demo. Uh, the, the wallet looks great, and I think it can carve out a niche for itself in usability and, and just ease of use. So I think the uh, prospect for Rider coming into the next year is going to be really cool. Uh, it's going to be great once you guys get out of this kind of pre-production stage and into... Yeah. You know. I, I think we should do like a follow-up call, right? I think once maybe like in Q2, I think it would be nice to just like do a follow-up. Okay, like what's the status of the company, where we are? You know, I think it's nice. Like what are the troubles that we get into and then what's coming next? Yeah. More yeah. Happy, always happy to chat. Happy to do that. Um, well, thanks so much for coming on, Louis. It was really great to have you here. No, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, super appreciate it. Thank you guys for hosting. Awesome. And a lot of luck with the new product, man. Looks thank good. you, the advisor. Thank you. Thank you, Garrett. Thank you, Sam. Thank you so much. Take cool. care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.